Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now, more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and hey, Meve, plus you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Or me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though you could give me a slice of pizza, peel off the cheese, wrap it around your dick, put it back on the bread. <laughs> and I'll still eat it! Oh boy, I'm truly running out of these little things to say. Okay, so my guests today... I'm going to introduce him. Okay, he's got a lot of credits and it's really exciting. Okay, so he's been in Jurassic World. He's been in Hotel for Dogs, which is my favorite credit. Uh, <laughs> Kirby Enthusiasm. He's been on Drunk History, Modern Family, New Girl, Rest Development, Camp Peel. Just so many fucking things. It's a real goddamn treat. I'm excited. Eric Elson! <sighs> Did I say your last name right? Hell yeah, you did. I got confused midway through because I had just asked you and then didn't know where the stage was. <laughs> and I, I didn't know, but I said it okay. You nailed it and you did it with Thank grace, you. friend. Okay. Oh, yeah. Eric, help me with my ear. Okay, so my ear <laughs> on the plane, uh, what is it? It didn't pop or it's clogged. I can't hear out of one ear. And I couldn't hear out of this ear. But then you had me blow real hard and it hurt and it scared me. 
So should I do it again? I think it's up to the crowd. Should we clear other ear? We want Nicole Byer to hear. So do I just blow again with my nose? Yeah, I think you. I'll demonstrate. Okay. So I just do like this. I, I close. And if yes. any doctor has an opinion on this, I do this. Is there a doctor here? In case Nicole Byer's a national treasure. No. <laughs> so. <laughs> you win. I love it. Someone was just like, "I'll speak for everybody." Yeah, no. no. Ain't no doctor no, coming here on a Sunday. No. Oh. Doctors are too smart to listen to you. <laughs> Okay. We're doing this. Ow! <laughs> no, it reversed what happened with this no, one. No, did it? You gotta do it again. You gotta fight through it. I have to fight through it? I think so. <laughs> this is like the Price is Right where they're like, no, yes, no! What are you saying to me? Don't blow so hard. I've never heard that before. Don't blow so hard. Okay. Nothing's happening when you don't blow hard, which is something I've heard before. I don't know. I think I'm stuck this way. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't do it anymore because I have to get back on a plane at 8 p.m. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be super. I know. And she just flew in from Spokane. Yeah. Fuck that place. Yeah. <laughs> I love that everyone's like on my side already. They don't oh, even yeah. know what no, happened. They love you. I saw them lining up like this can be a crowd. This is gonna be a crowd, y'all. Yeah, I like the listeners of this podcast. They're nice. Yeah. One man has a good laugh over here. That's you. Own <laughs> it, friend. That's you. I like your laugh. Where are you from? Here? here. That makes sense. <laughs> Not Spokane. <laughs> oh God. A man during my show last night. Uh, a setup to a joke I have is like, why do men still send dick pics? It's not fun. It's like sending someone Ikea instructions. Like, uh, <laughs> any men here send dick pics? And this man, I thought, like, stood up a little and was like, I got a nine-incher. Turns out he was fully standing. Uh, he was the smallest man in America <laughs> with, like, the biggest, baldest head. It was the... He looked like a dick. He looked... <laughs> like the nine-incher he was talking about. So at that point, everyone had been like yelling Wes and Jacques and nailed it at me. And then some people were like, why won't you date me? And I was like, that's not it. Here, uh, this is stand-up. <laughs> but uh, I just had it. So I was like, get on stage. Just get on stage. Show us your nine-inch dick. And then he was like, no. And <laughs> because for whatever reason... I don't know, maybe you can confirm this, but men like to be like, I can do a thing! And then you're like, do the thing, and they're like... Whoa. It's an innately male characteristic. But why? I mean, I think it goes back to evolution. You think? There's a lot of checks they can't cash. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Like the I don't know why. Who are like, I can fuck up that T-Rex, and she's yeah. like, do it. And he's like, Urgh. how about I go get berries? <laughs> <laughs> Right, came and eat berries. Um, so, <laughs> so it went back and forth for a very long time. Where I was like, "Show me your dick," and he's like, "No." <laughs> so I was like, "Get on stage," and then he gets on stage, and I was like, "Ah!" Like I saw the whites of his eyes, and they were scary. Like he was so frightening. I think he was sick. I don't know. And then he like got near me and was like, "You gotta rub it," <laughs> and I was like. 
no, thank you. I don't want to rub it. He's like, you have to activate it. And like he was talking about a jerry curl. It was very confusing. <laughs> a lot of people don't know what a jerry curl is. You use your Googles. Uh, so then he was just like, you have to touch it. And I was like, sir, I'm not getting paid enough to touch your dick, no matter how big it is. And then at one point I thought he was like charging at me. So I tried to make myself bigger <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to like be scary. Like he was a bear or something. I was like doing woods rules. I was like, <laughs> and then at that point I was like, I've done my time. I've done 50 minutes. I'm contractually obligated to do 50 minutes. Uh, and then I don't think I ended on a joke. I just went, okay, bye. <laughs> and everyone was confused. They were like, this is the end. <laughs> I was like, this is the end you people deserve. <laughs> Oh, Spokane. <clears throat> but the club is really great. The staff is really great. And I did have three good shows. It was just that fourth one that was so wild. And you're from that wild-ass place. <laughs> yeah. Nicole was telling the Spokane Horror Storm. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually from Spokane. <laughs> but no, I think the first three shows were good. And Sunday's kind of the meffy one. Mm-hmm. You know? It's big up there. Well, my friend, I was texting him. And he, I said, uh, that... What, I said something, I was like, Spokane's meh. I stayed inside. It was really snowy. Snow's not for me. And then he said, you mean meth. And I was like, no, no, meh. You know, like meh. And he's like, no, meth. And I was like, what's <laughs> happening? He's like, oh, it's a methy town. I was like, oh. What a wild thing to like live in a meth town. It's, I, we had college class canceled because meth houses would blow up. For real. Really? And I, and I was like, well, if we walk out, will we get high? <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, that's good. Is that what happens? Yeah, I th- I don't know. I didn't do it. I was I, a, I was a uh, have you ever child. done meth? No, uh, no, but I've done Adderall, which is meth. It is. And like they gave it to me when I was fourteen. Oh. Uh, rumors of having ADD. Yeah. Do you actually have ADD? Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm <laughs> ask my wife, but like they <laughs> give it to me at age fourteen, and it's speed. And you look at yeah. now, I go, my parents are like, you guys were giving me speed at fourteen. Yeah. And now, do you yeah. take it now? I don't know. Oh, see, I don't I, know. I take it now, and it's very helpful. I don't take Adderall though. I take Vyvanse. You can't abuse it. Oh, really? that's where the abusing is where I get in trouble. Yes, I yeah. told my doctor. I was like, I like cocaine. <laughs> yeah. So she said, let's get you something time releasing. Ah. Uh. That's good, because the times I've been around Adderall, mm-hmm. it's a little too easy. It's fun. Adderall's it's really fun. fun. Oh, Meth yeah. is also fun. Okay. <laughs> Quick story. <laughs> so I have done meth. <laughs> Not on purpose. It was by accident. I was in a gay club, because that's where I spent my 20s. And we were dancing. It was this old club in New York called Hero that was like four stories. And I had fallen earlier in the night. So everyone was like, truly like that scene in Clueless, where she's like, everyone's going to know me as the girl who fell. I was known as the girl who fell that night. And everyone's like, are you okay? And I was like, yes. And... This guy was like, you fell so hard. Do you want some Tina? And I was like, I'll do Brenda. I'll do Jenny. I'll do Monifa. Give me whatever. Because I, I love drugs. <laughs> and I'll try one, like, you know, once. So then we snorted it, and I thought it was Coke. And then I was awake for three days. I cleaned every inch of my house. 
And I was like, I'm getting everything done. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. I need more Tina. And then I said to a friend later, I was like, I did like this Coke that someone called Tina. And he was like, honey, that was meth. <laughs> so now I always ask, I'm like, what if I don't know the name? I'm like, is, is that meth? <laughs> I don't want meth. No, next time you're in Spokane, just lean into the meth. You'll oh. find common ground and pitch a tent. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Next time I'm in Spokane, I just go on a little meth rager. And then everyone's like, we like her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Saturday night crowd will love it. Maybe that's how I do it. So, okay, Eric, you are in a re- you've been in a relationship for a very long time. Yeah, like eight years. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was longer than eight years, and I don't know why. Uh, I love it. I love it that I have that kind of stability coming off of me. Yeah, please. <laughs> you guys just fit together. So your wife... Uh, can I say her name? Do you mind? God, yes, so please. Jess, she wants you to. <laughs> She's your biggest fan. Jess yeah. Rona, I love her. She's a dog groomer and an actress and a comedian. And she, like, dyes my dog's tails. So if you ever see on my Instagram, my dog's uh, tails dyed. It's Jess who's done it. How did you guys meet? Well, we met. I went to her improv show. and I Ew. got. I know, right? <laughs> I know. I got dragged to it. My buddy Mark was performing. And then mm-hmm. there was this all-female improv group. And Jess, I just had it bad. I saw her from the stage. I'm like, oh, my gosh, who's that girl? And I told myself, you have to try to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And I'm not great with this stuff. So my head was sweating. I was having trouble talking. But I'm like, you have to just, just for the dance of it, you have mm-hmm. to get her number even if she shoots you down. So I got her number. And she saved me in her phone, no joke, as Eric Weirdo. We've been married almost four years now, but she <laughs> saved me in her phone as Eric Weirdo oh, no. and kind of showed it to me. I'm like, uh-huh, okay. And then we were friends for like a year, mm-hmm. and she just kind of continually shot me down. And I remember one low moment was she had like a party at her place, mm-hmm. and there were two couches, and there was a big one and a small one. And her tiny friend, I'm like, no, no, take the big one, take the big one. So I curled up on this small couch mm-hmm. and acted like I was completely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then Jess Rona came out. She's like, oh, God, <sighs> you're giant. That couch is small. All right, you can sleep in my bed, but don't try anything. <laughs> I was like, I won't, I won't, I won't. But yeah, and then we were just, it just kind of eventually Did happened. Did you try something? Um, no, I don't think I tried okay. anything. That's I think, nice. Yeah, then she just eventually started running the show, which oh. I'm very comfortable with. I, yeah. I need a, a person like that. Yeah. Someone who's like, you are insane. Uh, you just do whatever and I'll come for the ride. That's it. You deserve that. I don't know how I'm going to ever find it, though. Um, <laughs> has Jess ever, does Jess drink a lot? Have you ever seen her like a monster? You know, she's definitely the moderate one. Thank mm. God. She just gets, we call her mouthy. Mm. And so she just gets extra assertive and <laughs> I find it charming. <sighs> and I think that's kind of the magic thing in a relationship. If mm-hmm. you find the other things like, Thank God, I think she. the smell of my laundry smells like sausage. And she's like, whatever. You just have to find things. Wait, that, your laundry smells like sausage? Probably. It's not great. I oh, sweat okay. I sweat ah, in bed. Okay. It's always like those little things that like mm-hmm. after three weeks, really, she's like, hey, I sweat profusely in bed. But I'm a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Jess? But yeah, but I remember the thing she said that sealed it. And it's just, it's the little things mm-hmm. in a relationship. But we went to Home Depot and we got done with the cart. And I walked it all the way back to put it in the cart thing. Mm-hmm. Didn't even think about it. She's like, that was the first moment. It's like, oh, this guy might be special. Aww. Yeah. I mean, the bar was clearly low. If <laughs> <laughs> putting I a Home mean, Depot cart back, but God bless. It's LA. Here so we sit. it means you're, I, I would think, I was like, oh, he's thoughtful. 
yeah. to bring it all the way back because I bring carts all the way back and I'm like I'm thoughtful yeah. <laughs> as I do it I'm like I'm really crushing it you uh, <laughs> The best example of like what I want is my friend Mary Sasson is married to our, our other friend Matt, and we were in North Carolina. Mary was drunk. She rolled out into the street <laughs> and was truly throwing a fit. And Matt looked at her and was like, I'm going to marry that woman. And, <laughs> and I was like, that's what I want. Yeah. I want to roll around in the street and have a man go, I love that. Yeah. And he really will. Yeah, like, like, look at her. She's rolling like look no one her. else. Ah, she's rolling all the way down yeah. the street. She'll roll all the way to Atwater. Come on, let's see Meryl Streep roll like that. <laughs> it ain't happening. I would love to see Meryl Streep roll in the street. You know, she can roll in the street better than anyone. Probably. You know? Oh my God. I wish I had all the money in the world so I could make Meryl Streep play me in my life story. <laughs> in blackface. <laughs> <laughs> Worst ideas will sell in Hollywood this week. <laughs> I promise you. I mean, it would be good. It'd be great. I see it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't have to be in blackface. No, I don't think you half-ass it. I think it's gotta yeah, be. Full, yeah, full. Full blackface. It's time. Hell yeah. Meryl, step They'll up. get her a weave, not even a wig. No. Oh, it'd be great. Um... So wait, how you've been married for four years. Four years, yeah. And then you dated for four years before yeah, that? Yeah, just about that, yeah. And I remember the big thing was six months in, I'd left, and I was, I was doing a uh, name drop, a Jean-Claude Van Damme comedy in Puerto Rico. Wait, say what? Yeah, for real, for real. So yeah. yeah, someone said what? We need yeah. clarification. So Jean Claude Van Damme had a comedy festival it's, in Puerto Rico. He, he just had a straight up movie, and he he's oh. the funniest thing in it. Okay. It's called Welcome to the Jungle. It was a noble attempt. I played Kristen Shaw's boyfriend, and I was uh -huh. her first on screen kiss. Oh. But then, um, when we were just about done filming, I found this little dog on the beach. Mm -hmm. And Jess had said to me maybe a month earlier, she's like, you know, if you surprised me with a puppy, I'd be okay with it. And I remember thinking, like, this dog is a huge responsibility, but I think I want to be with this woman. Uh -huh. So I remember thinking, like, God, this is a giant thing, because I know I'm not equipped to handle this animal on my own. Mm -hmm. So I brought this dog back. How do you bring a dog back from Puerto Rico? Because I bought a purse in Italy, and it was a whole thing. Yeah. I can't imagine a whole living animal. They must have stopped you everywhere. The, the, because it's a U.S. territory, they're okay with it. And it like, so you didn't have to pay duty? They, they, I mean, I pay duty every day. But they, they, they bribed a vet to say the dog was old enough and healthy enough to, oh. to come back. And it was all bullshit because the, the poor dog had parvo. We have her now. She's eight years old. She, she beat parvo. Wait, what's parvo? It's a really serious... Stomach disease that oh, Chupi no. had. We call her Chupi because she's part Chupacabra. And now she's the sweetest dog ever. But I remember it was this thing of like parenting this dog together. And we had to, and of course, Jess knows better than anyone what to do. So we would take the dog out every 15 minutes. And it really like bound us together as a every couple. Every 15 a minutes? Every 15 minutes with a puppy, especially a wild puppy. And at one point, I'm like, I think tourists, because the dog was on a beach. I'm like, I uh -huh. think tourists fed this dog beer. It's crazy. And <laughs> Jess is like, no, it's just every 15 minutes. So we're at Jess's apartment by UCB, and we would just take the dog out every 15 minutes, and you give it a treat, and that rewards the dog. And now we have this wild dog that is the best-behaved dog ever, and we have this little foster. We're foster failures of this poodle Bichon mm -hmm. mix, because I said I'd never be a big guy with a little dog. <laughs> Here we sit. And he's the hellion. He can't talk to any of the dogs on walks. If I'm not up at 7.30, he pisses inside. <laughs> 
for real. It's it's like the that's, cobblers the cobblers kids have no clothes. Not wait who the cobblers kids have no clothes. I've never heard that before in my life. I got antiquated the, old guy the stuff. Cobblers kids have no clothes. Have no shoes. Oh no shoes. Did you say clothes? Oh, okay. No, you're you're right and I'm wrong. Because I was like really trying to get into it. I was like, okay, so they have a ton of shoes. <laughs> So no one was making them clothes. No, it's a horrible disconnect. So the cobbler should have married a seamstress. No. And then the kids would have been fine. At least better off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he'll get matted and he'll get, oh, his face no. will smell. And then like, we don't want to let people know that the dog room or the stars, if, if the dog isn't out at 7 a.m. it's shitting inside. Oh, boy. But God, I love him. I never thought it'd be a big guy that loves a little dog. But again, here I sit. I love it. I love a little dog. I also didn't want a little dog because I was like a fat woman with a little dog. I don't want people to be like, is she going to eat it after she walks it? (laughs) I think fucked up things like that. I don't know if like the general public does. (laughs) But uh, my dog is so teeny tiny. He's like, we trained him pretty good. Although once in a while, he will shit in the kitchen and then you'll come home and then he'll look at you with the saddest eyes and then he'll go hide. And then you're like, well, you did it. <laughs> Just like, be chill. Like, why are you hiding? You're the one who shat. I'm cleaning it. Why are you hiding? And that's a conversation I have out loud with him. And he's like, bitch, I can't talk. <laughs> Does your roommate, John Milheiser? clean up after the dog John Milheiser my roommate John Milheiser will clean up after the dogs also he's the one I've been away since Thursday so he takes care of them when I'm away so technically Clyde is my dog but loves John more which is devastating and I keep threatening to get another dog (laughs) one that will love me the most you know Diane Keaton in Birdcage when she's like not Diane Keaton uh, Diane Weist when she's like someone has to love me that's how I feel with my dogs. But they're never going to love me because I don't walk them. I haven't walked them in years. <laughs> Walking is the number one thing that they'll just I love know, you. I know, but like, love you. I don't want to. Yeah. I'm like really busy. No. TV's Nicole Byer. I get TV's it. TV's Nicole Byer. Come on. According to my family, little internet shows Nicole Byer. Uh, over, I'm with you. <laughs> over Christmas, one of my cousins was like, so how's your little internet show going? And I was like, it's trucking. I don't know. There's, there's no point in explaining anything to people. Especially back home. And yeah. I feel like it's a funny thing because it is kind of a root cause one and make it like to prove to everybody back word? home. Like, you know. Root like, cause? R- root cause. R- oh, root that, like, cause. <laughs> root I cause thought, drag I race. I thought you were talking yeah. in RuPaulism. I wish. I'm right there. <laughs> give, me, give me one drink. It's on. Come on. <laughs> But, like, you know, you want to do this to kind of impress people back home mm-hmm. in a way, and then they don't give a shit. No, they don't care at all. But, but like, friends in Washington, like, well, yeah, you're in stuff, but you die in everything. <laughs> I'm like, it's uh, still pretty good. Somebody's got to die. Yeah, but it'd be cool if you made it through the movie. You're usually the first to die, even. I'm like, well, okay. That is Sorry, such friend. <laughs> a shitty thing to say to yeah. somebody. Oh, yeah. Well, people are special. People I'm learning are, no offense, because you're all nice people here. Literally. But a lot of people are bad. And I'm, thank you. Thank you for clapping for that hot take. 
But yeah, I'm constantly learning that like we don't teach people how to interact with each other. And I don't know if that's a school thing or a parent thing, but like, wouldn't it be nice to go to a class where like, this is how you talk to people? Yeah. You can say, hi, how are you? And then you, the other person, don't have to actually tell them. <laughs> you could go, I'm doing okay. Yeah. And you can decipher who's a friend and who's not and who you can actually tell your shit to. Because sometimes I'll say to someone, hey, how are you? And they're like, well. And I'm like, uh oh, no. No, uh uh. No. no, not well. No, no, no. no. Pause. no. Just nod your head. I'm, yes, great. I'm great. I'm great. I'm good. <laughs> well, let's start a movement that carries right now that universally people know from this podcast. We're not really asking. Yeah, I'm not. If I don't know you, you're not in my phone. We don't text. I don't. I'm not. I don't actually care. So I've stopped asking when people are like, "How are you?" I go, "I'm good," and I assume you're well too. <laughs> That'll work. People must think I'm literally insane. Well, I think it's that you have a giant heart and people feel like they can unburden to you. And mm -hmm. I, I have that a little bit too, where I used to, I would always show up for a gig right on time, mm -hmm. but the secretary, I would feel horrible because I'd be like, she'd be like, how you doing? I'm like, good. How are you? And she'd be like, hmm, dad took a turn for the worse again. And of course he doesn't want to go to hospice. And I'm like, I planned my breakfast exactly perfectly so I could walk in at 10 a.m. And now she's telling me about her dad in hospice and I'm too much of a people pleaser to be like, I got to work. So I'm like, oh, man, I'm really sorry. Have you tried, like, a holistic approach? or? I'm the same way. And then the next day, I'll be like, how's dad? Yeah. And oh, it's a I thing. realize I'm doing it. I'm opening this back up. And I don't care. But now I do care because I'm in too deep. I care. Dad's got lupus. He yeah. won't go, I'm in. <laughs> 2020 ain't about that. No. It's over. 2020 is my year. It is. We got to remember this year is still clocked up. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also those shows were pretty. Uh, I had one weird show, but, you know, made some money. So it's good. It's all good. Oh, yeah. And we're then I'm here. I like you people. Oh, yeah. So I did have a weird thing happen. So my old address to my old apartment that John Milheiser, my roommate John Milheiser and I shared... <laughs> That address was on the internet, and then our new, our, not our new friend, our friend lives there now. That's his new apartment. Uh, he was getting like giant manila envelopes for me. So then I was like, oh, let me go pick them up. And then I picked them up, and it was a bunch of people who had figured out my address and asked me to sign yep. pictures for them. And I was like, why would you think I would do that? You sent me homework. <laughs> like, I don't really care that you found the address. I just like, the audacity. <laughs> you think I have time in my day to go to a post office? I'm not. And then they didn't include postage. Are you kidding? No. I've done it and they'll at least no. do a self-addressed stamped envelope. No. And it, no, you're no. kidding? No. There was a folded manila envelope and I think three of them, but they didn't have postage. And I was like, so I have to go to the post office and then pay for postage for your dumb kid to be like, tee <laughs> And then, like, forget about it in a year? Yeah, right. Postage is expensive. Oh, it's no It's the principle. <laughs> yes. You can't do that. Yes. Come on. Hmm. Um, before Jess, were you, are you, like, a serial monogamist? Are you dip in, you dip out? Uh, I don't know what the opposite of monogamy is. Sonogamy? No, that's not yeah, a word. Yeah, I was a sonogamist for a good while. No, I, I really wasn't. I had one other, like, serious long-term mm -hmm. relationship, and then I wasn't necessarily really looking and kind of enjoying the lifestyle and mm -hmm. then it just out of nowhere you're starstruck and I was like wow yeah how did you propose 
This was pretty good. This was on Valentine's Day, and I'm I'm always hyper, very paranoid about the dog and the dog's mm-hmm. health. Cause I brought her back from Puerto Rico, and she's got kava. Yeah, and she's got kava. Wait, what's it called? <laughs> Barbo, Barbo. But kava was the thing I told about earlier that made me sick. Yes. Careful with kava, kava friends. So I just. You guys know what kava, kava is? It made him yellow. For real, be very careful. For a certain amount of people, kava, kava is toxic. It's a real medicine. I feel like I'm doing a PSA here, but damn it. No, we're, the we're people need to Nicole. know. I took kava kava, and then it's not for me, and then I drank with it, and I turned yellow. For real. My liver was failing. Crazy, right? Yeah, and that yeah. fucked up. Yeah, and then they did, they did a test on my liver, and they're like, your liver's not hurt from drinking. And I'm like, really? I felt, that's how I found out your liver can endure a lot. And then my, my doctors gave me an announcement I could keep drinking. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let this go for a while. I turned yellow. Isn't that wild that a doctor was like, okay, Eric, you'll never yeah. guess. You can drink. Your liver was failing yesterday, but today you can drink. Yeah. America's not right. No, not, it's not. No, that doctor should have been like, let's take a break. No, you know? and it was two of them. And this, and it's seriously, it's kind of one of the problems of Los Angeles. But then they sat me down like, guess what? We have news. You can drink again. We love you on Drunk History. And I was like, so fucked up. I was yellow. It's the same thing. Like, you have to have willpower because you can go to any doctor and get about any prescription mm-hmm. stuff. Because I would Which do the Elvis crazy. thing. It's amazing. But I would do the Elvis thing and be, be like. Uh, happily, uh, well, Larry David's really cool. Could I get Dilaudid? Is that possible? And, like, <laughs> and they'll give it to you. Larry like, David's cool. Oh, Can I, I get got Dilaudid? stories great. No, Chris Pratt. No, Pratt's real down to earth. Could I get Dilaudid? That's like, crazy. You've taken Dilaudid? No, they wouldn't give me that. Oh. That one is like injectable. Because I was like, that would have been fun. No, and the, o- the only time I did, I was offered and didn't take it was, was when I was in the hospital, when I was oh. yellow. Because they offered it to me, but I'm like, I want to put up the front that I'm better and just get out of here. Mm. And if it's on the chart, you had morphine, they might not let you out because I was Wait. so scared. Really? I was terrified. Yeah, I was yellow and I kept getting more and more yellow. Do you have pictures of you yellow? Because I'm like, is it canary yellow? Oh. Or like a pale sunset yellow? <laughs> There's. I did a movie right afterward and I'm yellow in it. And they, they did... For real. Do they color correct you? No, they, they put stuff in your eyes and they can do other stuff. And I, I went to the makeup person and they were like, oh, we see this all the time. <gasps> what? I know. Yeah. And I just felt so lucky that so I made it So everyone in Hollywood is literally sick in the head or like sick in the body. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on out there. How wild. I know. We see that all the time. That is yeah. truly insane. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I don't know if I can change color. Like, don't mess with Kava Kava. Like, white people can change color. Like, I know when you're cold. I know when you're. (laughs) I know when you're embarrassed. Uh, I know when your liver's failing now. (laughs) But like, I don't think anyone's ever been like Nicole's cold. Like, I I don't think we do. Are there blacks here? Do we change? We don't change color, right? No. How interesting. Huh. Amazing. Huh. We're doing good work in here today, yeah. Frank. We're, we're learning. Do you want to know? Okay, I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast, but I read this insane article. We'll get back to love in a second. But I also I didn't take my ADD medicine. <laughs> so I read, I read this insane article that said that black people have bypassed the opioid crisis because of racism in medicine. <clears throat> so 
black people historically are not prescribed opioids or medication when they go to the hospital or when they go to ERs because historically they've been like, black people are stronger. They heal on their own. Uh, Their skin is thicker. Like weird shit from like slave times has been indoctrinated into doctors. So like I fell off a full fucking motorcycle and like my knee was open and I went to urgent care and I was like, I can't walk, help. And they were like, rest it and put some ice on it. And then my friend Christy, who's a white woman, she went to urgent care for a sinus infection and they gave her uh, like whatever those like industrial strength Tylenols are, like the 500 milligram ones. And I was like, they didn't even give those to me. They didn't, or like codeine or whatever. Like it was, yeah, like codeine, Tylenol. And I was like, well, why didn't I get that? I fell off a motor. I was like open. And they were like, goodbye. And she was like, oh, my sinuses. Isn't that wild? I had no clue. Yes. Welcome to racism. (laughs) Spring is the best time to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, tap into your power, and build towards whatever you're looking for. Okay, Peloton can accommodate your schedule with a variety of class lengths to choose from. Even if you only have five minutes, there's a class to get your body moving. And I have to stress how important that is. Five minutes is better than no minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and mood. Move at your own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take the guesswork out of working out. So you can just jump right in, keeping your fitness journey fresh every day because that's what it is, a journey. And listen, Peloton has everything you need to get to where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, uh, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton is something for you. Ooh, the Peloton classes I like to do are strength training. I also like the yoga because um, I'm always trying to get more flexible um, because I love doing splits because I'm slutty. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at (laughs) OnePeloton.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DateMe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DateMe. Okay. Hey! 
Did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better, and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta, muchacho! <laughs> Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. But isn't that interesting? That is insane. Yeah. I've never had a problem getting pain medication. Yeah, they don't give it to the blacks. Wow. Yeah, isn't that nuts? But, but like, pretty good the in the long crisis. run. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's white folks. Yeah, we stick to crack. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these people didn't like that. <laughs> They're like, oh, too real, yeah. Truth hurts on a Sunday, uh-huh. friends. <laughs> The remix by Lizzo. Truth hurts on a Sunday. (laughs) Okay, so you proposed. Oh wow! I can't believe I made it back seamlessly. Yeah, right. Yeah, mm, 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 that felt good. So you proposed on Valentine's Day. Yes, which I think is adorable. And it makes it easy to remember. Oh fuck! Beating the system. Yeah, that's great. That's smart. No, and so the I was like Jess. There's a problem with with Choopy's neck. Well, you just look at it, and she's like, oh, she's fine. I'm like, Jess, there's a problem with Chupi's neck. She's like, oh, hold on. So she came in, and then I put the ring on her collar. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. At least she's observant. I'm 100% sure I'll be like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> she knows to placate me. That's I'm really just like the biggest dog she grooms. So. <laughs> yeah. That's so cute. How did you pick out the ring? It was my grandmother's ring. Oh, that's nice. And was she a nice person? She was a wonderful person. Okay. Yeah. And it was very nice on a character actor budget. Oh, there you go. And then, this is how cool <laughs> Jess is. We got ma- Oh, budget. character actor budget is real, friends. Are you kidding? <laughs> Hence, we got married because I saw all my friends like renting houses in Malibu for 10 grand. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh-uh, not on a character actor budget. <laughs> we got married at the Burbank Moose Lodge. Hell yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. I like that. I think that's 
that's fun. No, she transformed it into this really cool thing. And like, it just says the world about her that she was cool enough to get married at the Burbank Moose Lodge. And then when people ask, like, where are you getting married? She's like, Burbank Moose Lodge, <laughs> like proud. And she transformed it. We had this secret theme of like, if David Lynch did a mob movie and she turned it into it and like 800 bucks, Nicole. Really? Yeah. That was all the rental was. It was 800 bucks. And my buddy, my buddy Jack did the catering at cost. Mm-hmm. Character actor. They're hurting our residuals, friend. We got to fight back any way we I can. I mean, streaming is it's bad. It's, it's good, good, but it's bad. So, okay, you guys, in streaming, we're not getting residuals, which means you get paid one time for that job and you get to watch it a thousand times and I never see another cent for it. That's streaming. It drives me nuts, Yeah, friend. I think the next strike will have to do with uh, how we're getting paid on the internet. I'm in. <laughs> Power to the people. Thank you, Norma Ray. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Well, it drives me nuts. And then the union will be like, no, but we have a 75% increase in fees. And I'm like, my check was $2, and now yes. it's 3 Yes. No. No. It used to be, if you got like three or four guest stars a year, you could, you could live, live on that. Yeah. And those days are gone. Uh-huh. Netflix, there's, there's no residuals. It's, yeah. a, it's a jarring thing. Yeah, it's Fight wild. Fight the power ready to strike. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. But also, like, I don't really understand anything the union does, so I'm like, <laughs> no. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the job. <laughs> I'll complain on my podcast, but do nothing real. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. I don't want to get anybody mad. No, I don't want to make waves me. here. No, no. There's make a, a wave. lot of goofy hey, looking big guys. <laughs> no, I mean, there's a lot of black women who look just like me. <laughs> I'll take it. I don't you need residuals. Fine, it's fine. I'm pretty it's fine. cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. all right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you ever go into an audition room and there's like 10 of you and you're like, fuck. Oh, constantly. <laughs> but I just go the other way. I made friends with them. Oh. So my buddy Steve Berg that performed the ceremony mm-hmm. of our wedding, I met him at a big guy audition. Mm-hmm. He kept beating me on for parts and he was good friends with my other buddy. I'm like, we're just going to be friends. And like, I have a bunch of friends I've met at these big guy auditions. I'm like, there's, there's a, 10 goofy big guys in town. There's mm-hmm. enough work to go around. We don't need to fight or, like, not talk in an audition. Like, let's get a good lunch afterward. You know? I love that. Do you ever get to an audition late and make it to, like, the quirky thin man auditions? (laughs) Yeah. It's jarring. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I get there late and it's, like, the Asians. And I'm like, am I here for the right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, they're just going ethnic. (laughs) Which means any ethnicity other than white. No. Which is so offensive incredibly offensive but I'll I'll go in there and make a joke about it. I'm like they might go a different way guys they might go different ways and then hopefully they laugh otherwise it gets awkward yeah auditioning's bad so can you tell me okay oh, when did you get your first girlfriend oh late like I was a total late bloomer like I think college like I was probably oh. 19 or 20 okay I was not a cool kid Total late bloomer. Uh, I feel like you're passing judgment on people who've never been in relationships. (laughs) I've never been in one. Okay, so your first girlfriend was in college. Yeah, in Spokane. Really? Yeah. Was she wild? Uh, Yeah, kind of wild. Really? Yeah, yeah, she might have been at your show last night. (laughs) She could have been. How long did you guys date? Maybe like six months. Oh, okay. That's a good chunk of time for your first. Good chunk of time for my first, yeah. And then I moved down to Los Angeles soon afterwards. How long have you been in L.A.? 
Gosh, 18 years now. Dang. Me. I know. Yeah. Time That's a comes long ass time. Quit. Yeah, I can't believe it. You don't seem as old as I think you are. Bless you. I'm, I'm 42. Because I'm, oh, yes, I was quickly doing math. No, no. <laughs> well, I had, after I turned yellow, I had to get healthy. So I don't drink or eat anything fun anymore. So yes, I look younger. Yes, you're vegan. Yeah, I know. And okay, so like. I want to be a vegan, and then me and Sashir uh, decided we were going to be vegan when we got back from Italy. We got back on the 5th. I have not been vegan, except for uh, Tuesday, where (laughs) Tuesday I ate uh, Ritz peanut butter sandwich bites, um, cups and cups of whiskey, and then... uh, and then a little bite of pizza. Oh, wait, that's not vegan. So I was vegetarian on Tuesday. You're veggie, though. That's a big step. Yes. Yeah, no, give it up for Thank her. That's you. a giant step. <laughs> vegan adjacent. Yes. Yeah. But I want to be vegan because I keep seeing people who are vegan with great skin. Right? <laughs> Someone in the front was like, yeah. Yeah, they have, like, good skin, and then, like, it seems, like, dewy and glowy. And then, like, vegans love talking about being vegan, and I'm like, I want to love more things that I talk about incessantly. (laughs) Like, I talk about pole dancing too much, like, to to the point where people are like, stop. But, like, I'm like, I need a couple more things in my pocket that I could just pull out to annoy people with. Oh, yeah, the vegans will tell you they're vegan. I I always feel like it's a cosmic joke because I made fun of vegans Mm -hmm. forever, and I feel like I'm trying to undo the damage of 100 vegans that came before me and talked to somebody (laughs) and lectured them and harangued them. And I'm like, you're not, you you get more flies with honey than you do vinegar, and Mm -hmm. you're not going to convince anyone to do it. But I just know for me, I did it as like a last resort, and all my inflammation went away. Mm -hmm. Where I think they do weird stuff with dairy here, and certain people just aren't meant to eat that way. Because if I went to Europe, I'd have no problem eating cheese. I was just in Italy, thank you, and (laughs) I got sick after zero meals. And I constantly eat dairy here, and I get very sick after. I got sick after no meals. We ate pasta for every meal, and we never felt disgusting or heavy. But also, we like went out and walked around after every meal. Oh my God, Italy is so much fun. Isn't it great? Where'd you uh, go? Rome. Oh, do we you have cacio to- e pepe? Yes. Oh, it's the best. Oh my God, right? we had cacio e oh. pepe. We had a carbonara. Oh. We had this like ariba. That's not how I say it. And uh, it is now. It's ariba. It's like, a, it. it's like a red sauce. It's so good. Arbiana. Arby, Arby, yeah. Ar- Arby's? Arby's? Oh. I would annihilate so, a beef and cheddar a right louder. now. Arbiata. Arby's? I'm just hearing. Wait, ooh, Arbiata? Yes. I'm going Arby- to you again, man. Arbiata. I believe. And then Hell I had yeah. some bolognese. Oh, oh my friend. God, it was so fucking good. Also, what a romantic city. So there's like fucking like cobblestone streets and it looks like fucking Disney World. And then I. One day did my make. You've never have you ever been? It looks I went like last Disney. Year for the first like, time. I really want to go to the Imagineers and be like, y'all did a good job here. <laughs> this, this, this is good. It looks just like Rome. But uh, <laughs> one of the days I like did my makeup pretty well, and every man lost his mind. Like we walked past this restaurant, and this man was like, spicy. <laughs> and I was like, hello, and he was like, ciao, spicy. <laughs> And then we walked past the restaurant again. He was like, Spice is back. That sounds like a Wendy's ad. Yeah. Spice is back with the all-new chicken. $2.49. <laughs> 
spicy. It never left. <laughs> I should have said that to him. He'd be like, what are you saying to me, yeah. Spicer? Was there any further interaction with him? I no. would be focused on Spicy Man. No, and then every corner I turned, there was a man who was like, hello. It was very strange. I don't know what I was doing to them, but I, I also didn't fuck anybody because I was like with a bunch of friends and I was like, I don't really know how to fuck in a foreign country because like the Airbnb we were staying in had four doors and it was really hard to get in each door. It was like a fucking maze. And then New Year's Eve, I got real stoned because I ate an edible and then Sashir was trying to open the door and I stood next to her just turning my hand like a key. <laughs> And she was like, you're not helping. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> So I was like, God forbid I go home with somebody. And I'm just like, oh, no. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to fuck in a foreign country. I, you're an improviser. You would eventually figure it out. I guess I could out. figure yeah, it out. For sure. I guess. But I just kept getting confused because all the streets were just too cute. And like, looked the same. <laughs> I was like, where am I? You were getting a buzz there. They were into you. That's like the yes. first time I was in New York during Pride Week, mm -hmm. and I was young. Uh, yeah. I had no clue that oh, the yeah. bear thing you existed. Bear. Oh, mm -hmm. my God. I've never felt so loved and validated. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is a thing? This is... <laughs> I felt like Burt Reynolds. And I'm like walking around New York. I'm like, God bless you all. Oh, thank you so much. This is wonderful for my self-esteem. Honestly... I love that you love that because I feel like a lot of you're straight identifying. Yeah. A lot of straight identifying gentlemen are like, I don't need any man coming out to me. And right. It's like, I don't know. Take the fucking compliment, you idiot. No, that's it. I was so thrilled. <laughs> right? I no. love that. And at the time, like, it had been a long time between any kind of, kind of girlfriend. And I was mm. like, man, I'm walking around New York. I feel beautiful. <laughs> Bless your heart. Thank uh. you, sir. Have you ever walked in front of the bar Rawhide? No. Rawhide but I'm is in. it's a leather a leather it was a leather leather daddy bar. <laughs> My brain was like you can't say that out loud. Uh, but yeah, there would just be like glorious bears and harnesses just like oh. dancing in like the front. I loved it. You would always like end up there. You couldn't start there cuz like sometimes people would just be fucking yeah, that's where you end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the dessert. You can't start there. <laughs> no. Leather's got to be built to. Mm-hmm. Because if you start there, then you're definitely doing math. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I... <laughs> um, I like to do questions from the audience. Um... How do I preface this? There's no need to ask me how I shave my pussy. Um, in Boston, this woman was like, how do you shave your pussy? And I was like, poorly. And that got a laugh. And then she was like, yeah, but like, how? And I was like, patchy. And she was like, okay, but like, how? And I was like, I don't know how to make this end. Um, so, yeah, we don't need to ask me about how I shave my pussy. Um, no need to proposition me for a threesome. Uh, That's been happening. I yes. heard on your podcast it's yes. been happening. Yes, but I'm going to be on a plane at 8 p.m., so I cannot. Uh, doesn't work time-wise, friends. Doesn't work time-wise, no. Um, and that's your loss. And then questions. Questions start with W's. 
We're big on that. Yes. We don't need to hear a monologue about a personal experience no. from your life, any trauma that may have happened, any yeah. comment on Nicole or I's previous work. Yeah. Let's leave it right here and explore this space. Yeah. Okay. Cut so. to the first. I'm sorry, Nicole. I had a horrible <laughs> Your podcast got me through an awful time. I don't want to get too graphic here, but. No. Okay, so there's like stairs over there. Don't come up the stairs. Uh, but like you can line up there. I'll stand over there. Eric, you stand over there. And if people appear, we'll get their questions. I love it. Okay, here we go. Who wants to ask us something? Okay. Yay, I love we it. We did it. They're coming. <laughs> Hi, Nicole. Hi, Eric. I miss you. <laughs> I miss you. This was fun. It was fun. Okay, I, I'll i take the first one. Okay. Okay, hi, hello, say your name and your age. <laughs> hello, Nicole, I'm 28. <laughs> I am such a big super... What's your name? Andrew, Andrew. <laughs> I'm Andrew. Okay. <laughs> so this is kind of... Um, by the way, I'm a big super fan. My friend Amanda says hello, she couldn't be here. <laughs> My question is... So this is kind of like a one-year anniversary for me. I was dumped a year ago, and we still follow each other on Find My Friends. And sometimes I still like look at his location when I'm like, Whoa! Yeah, right? <laughs> Who wouldn't, though, right? A lot of people wouldn't. <laughs> I do. Um, and my question is, is um, you know, when I'm like bored, I look at it, and like locations aren't that interesting, so sometimes you have to look at their Instagram story to see where they are. <laughs> What do I do, Nicole? You just told all these people you like to stalk. Okay, you gotta delete the Find My Friend thing. You have to delete his Instagram and block it. Boom. You have to delete the number. You need to like wash this person away because if you're gonna be preoccupied with somebody else, how can you open your heart for somebody else? Do you know what I mean? I promise you, you'll feel better. There'll be a second, a fleeting moment where you're like, how do I get him or them? I don't know. Uh, but just like pass through it. You don't need it, okay? Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Okay, your turn. You go over there. Okay, am I here? Oh, yeah. wow. We don't have stairs. Hi, how are no. you, friend? Hello, I'm good. I'm Amanda. I'm 34. <laughs> I don't I know why question. I do that. <laughs> So I was wondering, either one of you, um, if you've ever gone on a date and just like immediately knew that you weren't feeling this person, did you actually go through the date or how did you extricate yourself? And if that's never happened, how would you do that? I mean, I, w I once went on a, I mean, I think you gotta finish the date. You can't be, if you're on a date and it's not good, you just leave, you say, I'm gonna go get cigarettes and don't come back. <laughs> Maybe I'm too much of a people pleaser. No, I think if it's a bad date, you fight through it, you might make a friend, but you don't leave, no? Y'all are brutal in the North Bay. You're kidding. So on a bad date, you realize, okay, there's not necessarily chemistry, but like you leave before the main entree comes, and just like, I'm out. No, you don't go on dinner dates anymore. It's 2020. You go. You go for drinks, you go for coffee, you go for something where there is a out. You know, like no movies, nothing, not till like the third, fourth date and you're like, I can be with this person for more than 30 minutes. 
so I, me, I'm out. If I don't like you, I, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get good and drunk and, and I'm gonna dip out. Uh, but yeah, I won't stay past like an hour if I don't like that person. I'll just be like, I have a really early morning. Uh, I went out with this one bridge troll and I didn't like him, <laughs> which is ironic because I'm a troll. And uh, he like went to the bathroom and the bartender was like, how's your night going? And I was like, I hate my date. And he was like, oh, okay, wait, what? I was like, yeah, I don't like my date. And he was like, oh, okay. So then he kept bringing shots over. And then my date was like, oh, do you know the bartender? I was like, he's my best friend. <laughs> so I just like got pretty good and drunk. And then I was like, I have an early morning tomorrow. <laughs> Listen to Nicole. <laughs> yeah, don't finish it. Especially women, you don't owe men anything. And then if you date women, you don't owe that bitch nothing either. And if you date non-binary people, fuck them. <laughs> How rude. Hi, Nicole. What? Hello, your name and your age. It's rude. Um, I'm Melissa, I'm 31. And um, I just wanted to, so I'm trying to start powerlifting, but I was wondering when you started pole, did you have like, any upper body strength to start with? Cause I have none and I feel like I'm, I'm finally over my like stigma about exercise as a fat person and I wanna do it, but I keep coming up with excuses like I don't have gym shoes. Uh, my, I don't have contacts and my glasses are too sweaty and I can't. <laughs> How do you motivate yourself? Well, you're literally wearing weightlifting shoes. They just have to be flat. Uh, yeah, they just have to be flat. No, they just have to be flat. Uh, you're wearing contacts now. Get to the trip. No, I'm kidding. Uh, um, to answer your question, no, I didn't really have any upper body strength. But, like, do babies fall out of pussies walking? No. They have to be held and then they crawl, and then they walk. So baby steps. Like a year from, if you start tomorrow, a year from now, you're gonna be so shocked at what you can do. Like two, two months from now, you'll be shocked at what you can do. So just fucking do it, girl. Yay. Yay. Hi, name and how old you are. Hi, I'm Kat, I'm 23. And so I know you've been talking about how 2020 is gonna be your year. Mm -hmm. I really am feeling like it's maybe gonna be my year too. So I was wondering if you had any like resolutions or things you're manifesting besides veganism that like you're gonna do for this year. Um, well, every year I write down goals in my, I have a planner where I write shit down in it. Uh, I still don't make it to anything. But um, I like to write my goals next to my birthday, and then I like to read them at the end of the year. And then usually, I don't know, I just like carry the goals around with me, so they kind of manifest on their own, which is like pretty hippy dippy. But um, I don't know. I this year I was like, I think I'm gonna invest more in my personal life than my professional life, or like try to like split the difference a little bit more. Uh, so like I'm taking a month off from doing stand-up in the spring. And then, uh, yeah, so I was like, a little bit more me time, because like I was on the road almost every weekend from January to January. Uh, so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do some, some me time. 
And then I like decorated my house, and that feels good. So yeah, just little things from me. Uh huh. Eric, do you have anything you're gonna do for 2020? I think 2020 things are getting better. Hell yeah, dude. I feel dude. like uh, all my hippy dippy astrology friends says we've got through a tough spot in the universe, and good things are coming now. And yeah, I just want to be happy, healthy, and at work. Aww. Yeah. You're adorable. Totally. Okay. Hi. Hello. Hi. I'm Dennis. Uh, I'm obsessed with your podcast. How old are you, Dennis? <laughs> I swear I was getting there. I'm 32. Uh, so I do drag, and I know you love drag queens. And my two questions that are, what's the favorite drag performance you've ever seen? And what drag queen comedic advice do you have for drag queens that have no training and are just trying to make people laugh? Aww. Hmm. That was a good question. Uh, my favorite drag queen performance is a drag queen from LA named Meatball. I talk about Meatball constantly because I think she's so fucking funny. Also, I've fallen off her motorcycle. Um, so the performance she does, she, it's a reveal of just the same dress over and over and over again. And it's on YouTube. Uh, look it up. It's, she's so funny. Um, Meatball's funny because Meatball, like, is, like, sloppy as her brand. Uh, so, like, that's what she does. So I think when you're starting to do comedy, you got to figure out mm, kind of what your brand is or, like, what makes you laugh. Like, if it makes you laugh and it makes your friends laugh, it might make an audience laugh. I say a lot of stupid shit, and people giggle about it. So I was like, oh, I guess I keep doing that. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have good advice. Eric, do you have good advice for comedy? I mean, I think it, uh, the weird thing is, as a character actor for me is it's kind of bringing myself to it. So whatever you do, bring you and your passion to whatever you're playing. And, you know, I'll do it sometimes even when I play bad guys. You don't have to be a method actor. You just act like yourself and say horrible things and people are horrified. <laughs> it's a cheat code. I didn't act. So, yeah, just make sure even as you transform into another entity, you keep yourself in your heart. Oh, yeah. Eric, that I loved. I like that. Okay, you're sad. Yes, name and age. Hello, hello, my name is Fonzie. I'm 28 years old. Uh, and my question is for both of you. Uh, so, Nicole, in this podcast, you talk a lot about uh, therapy and how you have a great therapist. And I know for a lot of people, especially like queer people of color, trans people of color, women of color, it's really hard to find a therapist that is that really fits you and your needs. So what advice do you have about going going about and finding that right therapist? And maybe if for both of you guys, if you could share a little bit about your story about how you ultimately your relationship with therapy and how you ended up finding a therapist that works for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I found my therapist because my friend was like, you need therapy. <laughs> which like sounded harsh in the moment, but the minute I went to therapy and I sat down and was like, hello, and she was like, hello, and then I started bawling. It was like, mm, my trauma! I was like, oh, she was fully right. I need therapy. I think everybody needs therapy. I think the government should give a stipend for people to get help. I, it's so insane that we don't fucking help people. But um, I just lucked into really liking my therapist upon meeting her the first time. She's like a real woke white lady. Um, 
And I have a couple of friends of color who were like, I'm looking for a woman of color, no offense, uh, your therapist is great, but whatever, I need a woman of color. So I reached out to my therapist and then she reached out to people she trusted. So I think getting recommendations is a good way to find a good therapist if you truly don't know where to start. And if you don't have money, there's sliding scale therapy where they look at your paycheck, they go, you make two Skittles, this is half a Skittle. Um, <laughs> Also, there's like there's so many resources if you just use Google that can help you get therapy for very cheap. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my experience. Do you do therapy, Eric? I, I do. And the other thing I'll say, since this is all of our favorite relationship podcasts, and this comes with a little bit of stigma, I'm huge on couples therapy. Oh. Because I'll tell my friends, like, oh, no, I can't do that. We're going to couples therapy. And they give like, oh, everything okay? But oh, how interesting. Friend, it is life-changing. It's like having this coach that's yes. in your life. And yeah, she'll call me on my bullshit and be mm-hmm. like, clean the house, dude. But she, she's really amazing. And it's kind of like you check in and everything's cleared. And like we walk out of couples therapy holding mm-hmm. hands and going to get a falafel. It's, it's I, really... Uh, name drop. That's <laughs> yeah. so funny. I cannot recommend it enough. Like a great couples therapist can be such an asset to a relationship. And we weren't really struggling or anything. Mm-hmm. We just went, we're like, she's like, I just really want you to meet my therapist and come in. And I was sure she was mm-hmm. going to be against me. <laughs> and then instead we went in there and I'm like, yeah, she does do that. <laughs> so <laughs> I started, I see her now solo too. So it's a very funny way to come to therapy. So I see her solo and I'll leave there sometimes like, oh, I feel a little ganged up on, but that's mm-hmm. just male shit, and we're wrong. And it's a great way to... Don't be afraid of couples therapy. I think it's so funny that people are like, uh-oh, you're having problems, when, like, yeah. I go to therapy, and I'm not always having problems. You know what I'm saying? Like, things are going swimmingly, but I'm like, I have to go see Mary. You yeah. know, I have to, like, check in, blah, blah. But it's just so funny that people would just assume that you're having problems by going to therapy as a couple. That's so wild. Let's all change that stigma. Right here in San Francisco. Hello. 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 I'm Sean and I'm 28. I want to get that out there first. <laughs> uh, dumb question and sort of serious question. So, dumb question. In Tempe, how many vibrators did you give away the Tracy's dog? <laughs> I'm still getting emails. <laughs> So I ended, I only paid out of pocket for 10, and then the company sent out 205. (laughs) Yeah, you do a bit, and everyone's like, I need to come. Uh, It was honestly awful. Okay, this is a serious question. Um, So you started this podcast, like, talking to people you had dated and asking them, why won't they date you? Um, Was it helpful? (laughs) Did did it make you feel bad? Like, how how was it? Uh, I didn't feel bad. You can't hurt my feelings. Um, I don't give you that power. <laughs> um, it, it was interesting. Like, um, when I talked to my friend Dan, I didn't realize how messy drunk I was. And I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't drink that much. So that's like one thing I've learned to not drink. As I told a story about how drunk I was the other night. Uh, <laughs> but at least I have like the self-awareness now. <laughs> Um, I don't know if it's helped. Hi. Name and age. Hi, my name's Brianna, and I'm 48. Hi, Brianna. What is your question? Okay. Wait, you got great skin. You vegan? Are you? Damn. I can't believe it. 48? I got a little 
look at that skin. <laughs> it's so good. Dang, fuck, I gotta be a vegan. Okay, my question is, I'm a serial monogamist. So I've had about seven long, dramatic relationships that all end in insanity. So I'm now aggressively single, but say I want to do something again within the next few years. How do I take it slow? How do I not get like snowballed into this? thing. (laughs) I mean, that's hard. I take things too fast and I meet someone and I go, you're you're my husband and um, we're going to have a child and I've already changed my name to your last name. Um, But like what I do is like, it is annoying, but I like talk about it at nauseam in therapy and then my therapist, so like once a week my therapist will be like, chill the fuck out. And then sometimes, uh, like, a good friend will be like, chill the fuck out. So, like, that's helpful. But other than that, you kind of have to, like, sit at home and be like, stop being crazy. <laughs> Just like, you're okay. Stop being crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's hard. Eric, what do you think? Yeah, I think if you're even already declaring it and you have this intention, your next relationship's going to be different. Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. Baby steps. We're all here to learn. Yeah. So good to meet you. Okay, hi, Hello. Hi, hi. Uh, my name is Jonathan. I'm 30 years old and I love you so much. And I'm like sad that your parents are dead, but <laughs> your sister, I want, like, I'm like, is your sister going to be on your podcast? Like, I, I want to hear, like, your sister, you know what I mean? Like, I want to, like, is your sister going to be on the episode or whatever? I love that a black man stepped in to save that moment. He was like, no, we can't do this. Um, my sister probably will not be on an episode. Well, she's a very quiet person. She didn't ask to be in the spotlight. She's not an actress. She's not in entertainment. So it's like, well, within reason that she doesn't want to be on a podcast that will be listened to like a lot of people. Um, She's just a sweetie, so no. I don't think so. I asked, and she said no. Oh, okay. (laughs) Bye-bye. Hi. How are you? Name and age. Hi, my name is Court. I'm 23. Um, So my boyfriend and I broke up recently. Um, It was pretty mutual, so I'm okay. Um, But I re-downloaded Hinge as per your recommendation, Nicole. <laughs> um, and yesterday I matched with my ex-boyfriend's ex-boyfriend. Um, wow! <laughs> Woo, so both of y'all and out he's there creeping. Cute. Um, <laughs> would it be shitty of me to pursue my ex's ex? Is that too Ooh. messy? Or Honestly, I think it's a little messy. But it could work. But why, why do you want to date this person? It's not because he's my ex's ex. I just think that he's hot. That's all. Yeah. Are you sure it has nothing to do with the fact Absolutely that he is nothing. your ex's ex? Absolutely then why nothing. did you bring that part up? Well, <laughs> Sorry, friend. <laughs> Truth will slap you in the face. Truth does hurt on a Sunday, yeah. 
That was a good callback. <laughs> I honestly think that you're in Tim because he's your ex's ex. I think if you met organically, it would be a different thing, but like both of you were just probably just like, this is this man's ex. You're both his, the ex's ex. Your exes. I don't know. I think maybe you'll get a good story out of it, and it might work out, but I don't think it will. And it's also, how, how much do you want to be friends with your ex? I don't. You don't? No. I clear him for takeoff. Right? All right. Let him. It's love. All it's right. skin. Try it. Try it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hello. Hi. Hi, I'm Carissa. I'm 30. Um... Uh, my mom died a week before Christmas if that guy also wants to talk about my dead mom. <laughs> Unexpectedly and suddenly and tragically. <laughs> Get him! <laughs> oh my God. I love someone aggressively talking about their mother's death a week ago. <laughs> That's not my question. My question is... <laughs> my question is, um, I also do drag, and um, I love when you're in drag, and I love your relationship with all... I love you. Oh, see, I have fans in the audience. Sorry. Lots of fans. Sorry. I can't go anywhere. <laughs> um, uh, when you got painted by Trixie and painted by Monique, whose paint did you like better? Oh, dang. Mm, they're both different paints. And also, Monique helped Trixie. Uh, so they both, it was, that was collaborative. But um, I think <laughs> I stayed in that look the longest. I went to uh, the Trixie one. I was pretty hungover. And then I was like, I couldn't possibly take this off. So I like went to dinner at 8 p.m., like a full eight hours later in full geesh, like, wig and everything, in a normal outfit, and my friend was like, Nicole! And I was like, hello! <laughs> and then people kept staring at me, and I was like, what is everyone staring at? And then I went to the bathroom and screamed, because <laughs> I forgot what I looked like. I don't know, it's just fun being put in drag. I like it. Yeah. Love you. Love you, thank you. Hi, friend. I hope your parents are okay. She's okay. Um, hi, I'm Fauna. I'm 28. I've looked up to you, Nicole, since like the Girl Code days. You're amazing. Um, I have the opposite problem as our 48-year-old vegan friend. Mm. I have never been in a relationship. Never really gone on a real date. One of my resolutions for this year is to start dating more. But like, as a brown girl living in San Francisco, I can't catch a break on Hinge, on Tinder, whatever. Like my my inbox is like barren. My profile is decent. But I guess my question is like, what would your advice be to start that kind of like dating momentum or just to like put yourself out there more and be more confident about it because I've gotten to a point where that confidence is like real low so. okay what are you what is your what who uh, what kind of folks do you want to be dating what kind of folks just like anyone that's a human and like oh well I'm just like, like men know? women tra- like oh, men, who, men men okay because yes, yeah. I was like if you were into women you could just do activities with women I, you know, that's true. Uh, but let's see, men. Whew, yeah, they're mm-hmm. tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, are you on Bumble? I'm on all of the apps. Okay. <laughs> I mean, honestly, this is the blind leading the blind. Like, I don't. Uh, 
that's like an antiquated phrase. I probably shouldn't use that anymore. Right? Is that bad? Because blind people get around just fine. <laughs> I'm having like a nervous breakdown. I'm like, oh, why, why would I ever say that? Oh, uh, my life. <laughs> it's like, um, it's like a, I can't think of a better term. Um, let's see. I have the same problem, so like I don't know how to give you advice. Eric, what do you what do you like for women to do? I know that you, you've been in a relationship for eight years, but before that, like, what was a thing that a woman could do that you were like, yummy? Talk to me. I mean, I I, I was not uh, um, great with the opposite sex. Uh-huh. I was completely awkward. And I remember that's the, the thing that night with Jess, I had to ask her for her number just mm-hmm. so I would do it. Just because normally I wouldn't and I'd be fearful and build up things in my head. And it's just kind of going for it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I know this This is is tough because thank God I, I've never dealt with the apps. Mm, I got yes, locked up right before the apps nightmare. or I'd be in trouble. But I mean, I why not? We should have like a little dating pool here. Yeah, like are for there after any the show. single gentlemen here? Yeah. I, okay, but here's the thing. There's never any single straight men here. No? If there any might be, it would be Boston, for your show. In Boston, there was one. Really? It was an 800-seat theater. I said, how many straight men are here? They're like, woo! I was like, how many are single? And there was like, woo! <laughs> one. Then I was like, would you date me? And he's like, huh. Uh, are there any single straight men here right now? Of course not. Amazing. I could get vibrators to people, Friend. but I can't find a straight man at my show. Um, I think... <clears throat> I have no like, clue. All I can say is I believe deeply in the power of 2020. Yes, 2020! I really do. I, I really do. But I have a weird feeling you're going to meet somebody in person. Yes, I was just about to say that, I was going to say, you should, like, go to bars or, like, I don't know, a fun activity and then, like, just practice talking to people. And then if you feel like, oh, my God, this guy's, like, into me, like, then you have to, like, play the game and be like, tee <laughs> You want my number? What? Because <laughs> you can't just, like, give everything to men because they don't like that. They like a chase. It's really annoying. Uh, there's, like, rules. There's rules. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm going to jump off a building one of these days. <sighs> but yeah, I think 2020 is going to be your year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Last question, and then we got to... Oh wait, I have to ask you if you would date me, because I keep forgetting to ask people. Okay, so last question. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, my name is Erica, and I'm 30 years old. Um, I love your podcast, and it's gotten me through hard times. Um, I'm wondering, <laughs> breakups... Um, if we're being serious. So I was wondering um, two questions. One is, I know you talked about attachment theory a very long time ago on your podcast, and have you explored that at all in your dating life? Um, And then the second one is, how do you stay hopeful? I'm going through a breakup and uh, wondering how. (laughs) So the first one was about attachment therapy? Oh, theory. Hmm, I don't remember talking about that. I'll tell you something, I've done too many episodes. <laughs> People will bring up past ones, and I'm like, huh, I don't remember talking. Um, don't know. Two, how do I stay hopeful? I don't know. It might be because I have ADD. I truly like get sad, and then like 20 minutes later, I'm like, it's a new day. And it's like, no, Nicole, it's still Monday. And you're like, but it's a new time on Monday. So... <laughs> 
I'm also like very, I don't know, I'm a pretty positive person. Um, I think faking it till you make it is truly a thing more people should like live by. Like, I don't know, if you're not happy, maybe if you just smile and take a walk, you might feel happy after? I don't know, just doing dumb shit like that. Like, I do a lot of dumb shit. Like, uh, I can't remember what I was doing or if I was having a bad day, but I put my dog in my pants and I laughed real hard. And then... having a dog okay we do have to wrap this up but Eric I ask almost all of my guests I think I've missed four people but would you date me god yes yay didn't this felt like the best date ever right thank you yes if you weren't married here's a secret I've always thought you were really cute yay I would bless your heart (laughs) what a weird noise I was making Um, yeah, I think you're adorable and you're fun. And a lot of people aren't fun. So you didn't ask, but I would date you. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. I wanted to ask. I appreciate would this. You? Yeah. God, yeah. Okay. So if you enjoyed this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, uh, you can send me a nasty little message and I'll read it out loud. This is not a nasty message, but this man said <laughs> the three reasons you're single. And it's not bad. First, your natural charisma can be intimidating, which I was like, nah, fuck off. Uh, Second, you have status, so your standards will rightfully be high for a long-term partner. But the biggest factor is no doubt your your available time commitment, which your career won't allow much of. You keep working hard until you free up enough time to make a home life. That way, you'll be be at your best and you won't be worn out from overworking. And I was like, dude, I can have it all. Like, there was a whole fucking comedy show. Like, 30 Rock was literally about Liz Lemon having it all. And, like, she did by the end, but I didn't watch that last season. (laughs) But I think she did. I think she did. Okay, and then I got another one. This one's not dirty. (laughs) But this one said, uh, hopefully you read your DMs. I have a weird question for you. Have you ever dated Rich Johnson? He's a DJ in Southern California. I went out with him a few times, and he told me a crazy story about dating you. Personally, I think he's full of shit. He is. Sorry, Rich. That someone would tell someone they dated me? Okay, here's a nasty one. (laughs) Nicole, my work wifey and I would like to lick that clit like two little kitty cats lapping up milk. (laughs) Mm, Give me a strap on it. We'll take turns pounding you doggy style till you start to speak in tongues. (laughs) Oh, all while listening to best friends? So Shears, welcome to join Ew, I could never do anything with Sashia. Her titties are too big and scary. (laughs) (laughs) And here's another one. Sup, I want to milk that puss juice out of you like a little cow. (laughs) And fill the water tank in my basement with it so I can have easy access for drinking, cooking, (laughs) and bathing purposes, XOXO. Imagine going to someone's house and be 
like, can I have a cup of water? And then you drink it, and then later they're like, that's from the finest pussy. It's like, who are you, Gwyneth Paltrow? Okay. Well, that's it. Bye-bye. This has been a Team Coco production. If there's anything better than getting a few of your favorite things from McDonald's, it's getting a few of your favorite things from McDonald's for less in the McDonald's app. Mm. Delicious. Order in the McDonald's app today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right now, only in the app. Enjoy a breakfast sandwich for just $1, like a sausage McMuffin with egg. Offer valid one time per day from 429 to 512.24 at participating McDonald's. Must opt into rewards.